right, welcome back to episode two of the newly named Michigan Moments Podcast. Woo! I'm here, Eric Zborniak, and sitting next to me is Mr. Frank Parks. Frank, how you doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. Good. I'm doing okay tonight. Keeping it together. I'm glad to hear it on this day of National Taco Day. Did you have a taco today, Frank? I did. I had three. <laughs> Actually. Ah! Yeah. Very good. Yeah, they were good. Really living it up. It is also also National Vodka Day. So that's always... Um, October 4th, remember it. Yeah. You know, October 4th. Remember, remember the 4th of October, right? That's how it goes? <laughs> that's how it goes. Vodka yeah. and tacos. I always wondered, how do you get a, a national day? You know what I mean? Like, is there a... Do you have to submit it to Congress? Do you have to... Yeah, you know, I think that's the uh, Homeland Security Department. Ah, yeah, they took that. It's uh, Protecting Our Borders and exactly. National Honorary Days. Because I've always wanted to do just, you know, random national days. National uh, Eric Zaborniak Day. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> but yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Okay, enough about that. Uh, this week we are recapping week two of the Michigan 2005 NCAA football season. This week they go up against Notre Dame. Boo. Oh, man. Yeah. And Brady Quinn. And Brady Quinn. Oh well. Uh, also, we'll we'll but first we'll start out recapping um, the other happenings this week in the NCAA. Starting off, notable matchups: number two Texas versus number four Ohio State. Texas ended up winning 25-22. You know that was like a game of. Definitely a game of the week. I don't know if they, they had ESPN game day then, didn't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure they were there. That I think... Was, uh, I mean, week two, number two versus number four, that's... Yeah, you definitely... matchup. You definitely had Lee Corso throwing on Brutus. Uh, yeah. He you was know, throwing on Brutus, yeah. said, and he was sorely mistaken. Kirk Herbstreet had all his kids sitting out there. <laughs> <laughs> totally not playing favorites, no, by the way. Totally no, not playing favorites. No, very, very fair and balanced. Yeah, very fair and balanced. Uh, as we mentioned, Texas ends up beating OSU 25-22. They outgained them 382 to 255 total yards. Obviously, this is the Texas team heralded by Vince Young. Yeah. You know what surprised me, though? Hmm. Uh, Vince Young, 18 for 29. Are you surprised that it's better than you thought? Or I, I know. It's, uh, it's actually worse than I thought because, I, I, I don't know, he was... Um, just seemed like he had more success than that, especially with him. I mean, he's running all over the field. You would think that he wouldn't have many cornerbacks in his face, in his receiver's face, I should say. If you well, I always remember those Trestle defenses were always pretty good. Yeah. This is probably one of those like James Laurinaitis years or something oh, like God. that. Yeah. God, just the power of the vest protecting him. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so he might not have had a great passing day, but for rushing, Vince Young had 76 yards. All right, so not that great either. He's definitely their leading rusher, though. Yeah. Oh, Jamal Charles was their running back during this game. Nice. Just keeps coming. Just keeps washing over you. How about that? (laughs) And then Ohio State, Antonio Pittman is their leading rusher, Mm -hmm. followed by Troy Smith. Oh, yeah. Heisman winner, Troy Smith. Yeah. You know what I found interesting in the box score of this game was that Troy Smith was splitting time with uh, Justin Zwick, is it? Yeah, Justin Zwick. Yeah. This is one season away from Troy Smith winning the Heisman, like, and he is splitting time with Justin Zwick. Relatively evenly, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. I. Uh, it reminds me of those Ohio State teams that had, like, Craig Krenzel. Okay. As their quarterback, do you remember him? <laughs> I and do every him. and only if if for no other reason than because of the name, but yeah, dude, every game they would they would talk about how well he doesn't have a, a lot of pro potential, but it's okay because he's gonna be like a brain surgeon or something right. like that. Very headsy, very, very headsy, very, headsy, very, uh, very yeah. intelligent player. Yeah. He can operate on his own brain later yeah. after all of his CTE from football and stuff. Okay. So. Stack. They had uh, Ohio State had Ted Ginn too, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they had a lot of talent on this team. And on the defense, they had AJ Hawk, Bobby Carpenter, Dante Hitner. Uh, AJ Hawk just forever hated. He just <laughs> just gave Michigan nightmares, oh. and then went to the NFL and proceeded to give the Lions nightmares. It was 
It's so frustrating. Yeah. I, I feel like he constantly had a cut on his nose, too. He yeah. was one of those guys. You yeah, know what he's, I mean? like, he's like Chase Winovich this year with his knees. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we noticed that watching some of the games this season that Chase Winovich just has bloody knees all the time. Always. Like, what just is going always, on? Like midway through the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> his has... knees are just completely bloodied. And I know he's not playing on just harsh turf this entire time. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Yep. Give that man some better knee pads. <laughs> they also had Vernon Golston, Malcolm Jenkins on the this defense is stacked, yeah. so that probably, you know, lends itself to why Texas only racked up twenty five points with such a stacked offense. Right. The other notable game of the week was LSU versus Arizona State. Number five LSU versus number fifteen Arizona State. Uh, and LSU ended up winning. Oh, I'm sorry. No wait. No, they won, right? Yes. LSU yeah. ended up winning 35-31. Sorry, I was looking at the first downs. And But Arizona State outgained them 560 yards to 434. Good God. Yeah. That surprised me because this is probably one of those hallmark LSU defenses as well. Right, which, I mean, that's the only thing I think was Arizona State was led by the the most Arizona State player you could have, which is Sam Keller. <laughs> and if we can uh, we continue our trend of visual podcast just uh oh man taking a look he's got the uh like late 90s spiked hair i would say the only thing he's missing is the the, the frosted tips the frosted tips on and top of his hair. he's got a little uh what is maybe a soul patch yeah the, underneath his... the puka shell necklace <laughs> oh, as well yeah oh, yeah what a what a killer uh lsu of course uh jamarcus russell is... yes Manning and, uh, the quarterback spot. And uh, thrown to Dwayne Bowe. Oh. Yeah. Fantasy killer, Dwayne Bowe. Oh, like, actually a killer. Yeah, very frustrating. Also, uh, <laughs> Joseph Adai's LSU's running back. In the, I, thought, I thought he was going to do better, honestly, like in the pros. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got a tough draft. Yeah. Uh, and then LSU's defense, you know, again, surprised they gave up so many points because they had LaRon Landry... They ended up having uh, Tyson Jackson, who went, like, third overall to the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Glenn Dorsey, another high pick. So I would have expected a little bit more, you know, from that, that uh, LSU defense. Yeah, that was a big, big defense that year. I feel like, you know, they just – every year they had, like, just stars after stars after stars after stars. I'm surprised they yeah. didn't maximize. But, well, obviously that's why Les Miles isn't there anymore because they didn't maximize all that talent. But – and that was uh, that was Nick Saban, too. Oh, was it? Oh, pff, well, yeah. well, what do you know? Yeah. Before he jumped ship and went to uh, <laughs> the Dolphins. Oh boy, and and what a year he had with the Dolphins. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it might be my favorite year in the life of Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to perpetually think of him as being a coach of the Dolphins. A grumpy. Like, can't stand all these millionaires running around him. He's just grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. So those were the two notable games of this week. There weren't really any other big matchups. At least there weren't any uh, ranked versus ranked matchups. So Next week, though, there are some big uh, heavy hitters on the, uh, on the docket, which we'll cover later. But uh, coming up next, we're going to do the Michigan versus Notre Dame game recap. Welcome back to segment two, the Michigan versus Notre Dame game recap. You know, Frank, before we get into this recap, what are we drinking this week? Because I know last week we were talking Michigan beers and stuff. Yeah, we had uh, we had Michigan beers. I, I think we we both strayed a little bit yes. this week. I, yes, we, we wandered. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I needed something I could drink a lot more of, uh, especially for this Notre Dame matchup. Uh, I'm personally drinking a Heineken. Mm, I like Heineken. I always like their, their mini keg. 
I feel mm-hmm. like that's an underrated way to consume beer is the mini keg. I do as well. It's uh, it's kind of like the uh, the Don Cherry Bubba keg. I don't know if you're uh, <laughs> what. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> the with that. What? That may be that may be just a uh, a UP thing or a uh, Canadian thing, but uh, they used to have, and I can't remember. I, I think it was Molson. Yeah, that's it bad. was uh, it was Molson that did it, and they they sold Don Cherry little mini kegs that you could buy that's perfect and they were just like roughly the size of one of those heineken mini kegs and <laughs> did he like pimp it out on oh of course canada of course. hockey night in canada yes. or whatever every every evening every <clears throat> evening drink your moles and canadian out of this <laughs> jerry bubba keg finish one off yourself perfect or sure he did I know. Yeah, during the telecast. <laughs> during the telecast. During the telecast. Finished it before second period. Nice. Uh, and I am drinking in Manhattan. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. That, that's that's where we're at just, right now. You needed the liquor tonight. Yeah, yep. It's uh, it's quite tasty if I may so say so myself. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So, anyways, that is what we are drinking this evening. Uh, so just a quick kind of recap before we go into the game. Michigan came off of their win against Northern Illinois. Heading into this game, two players didn't start for Michigan, their right tackle and their tight end, Massacoy. Notre Dame, the week before, ended up beating Pittsburgh 42-21. So just, just to kind of like set the table here for Notre Dame. Notable starters, Brady Quinn, Anthony Fasano, mm. Darius Walker, mm. not Darius Rucker, not to be confused. <laughs> not to be confused with the Hootie and the Blowfish fame. <laughs> And uh, Jeff Smarja, which in all my notes, I just have Jeff S. I, I was just going to comment on that. There's, there's no spelling with No, I, I didn't want to, I didn't even want to fiddle with it. And then on defense, it was kind of like a no-name defense, but two guys that stuck out in my mind, uh, Brandon Hoyt and Tim Zibikowski. Mm-hmm. Tim Zibikowski, that guy. That's First of all, that's a great name. Phenomenal. As another great Polak. Name. Yeah, it's, another it's, Polak, very it. Polish. And, uh, I mean, he, he gave... Michigan and especially uh, Henny fits yes. the whole game. I mean, you you could see it. It was very frustrating. Yeah. Yes. So this week we were able to get a full game tape. Thank you to Steve in Las Vegas. We appreciate all your uh, your help in sending out full game tapes for the rest of the 2005 season. Actually, so big shout out. We thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So I guess let's dive dive right into the offense on this. The word that came to mind for me was it's a slog, right? Yeah. Like it was just it was rough. Yeah. We were watching it and we we're like, ugh, cow. <laughs> <laughs> this is it brutal. just wasn't fun, yeah. And I mean, just especially watching and then comparing us to Notre Dame's offense, which was pretty methodic and just kind of marched down the field, yeah, relatively easily. Uh, I, I was very surprised to see at the end of this game that we actually outgained them. Yes. By so, a pretty considerable margin, by like almost 100 yards. Yeah, if you had told me which team had 337 yards and which one had 244, I would have bet my house on Notre Dame yeah. leading that. Yeah. And it, it was actually Michigan, which I feel like a bunch of it was kind of garbage yards more towards the end and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, man. So... Yeah. Well, in a lot of wasted opportunities, I think, I mean, we would get in or near the red zone and then just kind of screw something up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great point. I'm, I was going to talk about this later, but let's talk about it now. Okay. We had two turnovers in the end zone. We had that Henny pick, yeah. which I don't know what he was doing. Smiling. Y- yes, smiling of course. Smiling away. He was Henny smiling the entire time. <laughs> and then the maybe one of the most pivotal points of the game, it was Henny... They're at the goal line, and he tries to quarterback sneak it, not once, but twice, <laughs> into the end zone, and he fumbles on the quarterback yeah. sneak. Yep. Remarkably frustrating. Yeah. And that was, um, I could be totally wrong, but was that uh, uh, Zivikowski that either caused it or, or recovered it? I, uh, I, I think could, he was a part of it. I think he was. I, that could be completely wrong, but he just felt like he felt like he was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a menace. <laughs> He's just a menace on defense. Yeah. The you know what also really killed me was with that turnover. Not only did Henny fumble it into the end zone, Notre Dame ended up getting 
a, a touchback on that. Yeah. So it, it wasn't even like, oh, all right, our defense might have a chance to cause some havoc play. Nope, they're nope. sitting back out on the 20. <laughs> on the 20. Yep. So <laughs> Chad Henney, you know, uh, lamented Chad Henney. 19 of 44, 223 yards. That's 5.1 yards an attempt. That's not great. That's not great. That's, no. Uh, you're not even completing half of your attempts. What what kills me is, like, the talent that's around him. Yeah. So they have Avant, they have Breston, they have Manningham. You know what I mean? So going into this, he has a lot of options who he's trying to target. So. Right. And you would think and, – and we mentioned uh, Zubikowski, obviously, but besides that, in terms of DBs, like – not like elite, elite players that that should be able, to, at least not players that should be able to cover that caliber of talent. Right. And uh, so I mean we're getting at least Henny's throwing 5.1 yards <laughs> per oh, attempt, goodness. and uh, I just I, I mean that explains it right there, just how how much of a slug this game was. Seriously. <laughs> we end up with 223 passing yards at five yards an attempt. <laughs> One thing I noted. I don't know if you noticed this while watching the telecast. He got no less than five passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. I don't understand yeah. because Henny is he's not short. It's not like he's a Drew no. Brees five nine or someone like that. It's he's he's at least six two, if not taller. And up until this, I mean it seemed as though he's got a relative awareness of Yeah. Giant human beings flying in front of his face and I he would just he threw it right into him. Oh. I mean at one point one of his knockdown passes went into the face mask yeah. of a play. <laughs> just, I don't know how you don't see that. It was like a longest yard thing. He's trying yeah. to he's trying to just like get get payback on this guy by just throwing it at his head or it's something. A psychological game. Oh my goodness. It was just so he, uh, not his best performance. No. A true true sophomore. I mean, we should give him credit, but at this point he started, you know, 10 to 12 games, so. Right. Not not as true of a sophomore as many others. No. Uh can I just mention one thing uh, as we continue to Sorry Chad Henney. I I love you. I'm not really trying to rag on you. <laughs> uh in his game profile picture, he has a like Lloyd Christmas haircut, bowl cut, you know, the uh Jim Carrey's character from Dumb and Dumber. I did. That so is, I, I yeah. noticed that it's um, it's pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, okay, this is this is 2005. Like you're, you know, you maybe prime up a little bit. Yeah, you can be picture. fashionable. Like, look, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, which now I guess is as good a time as any to point out that, my God, the quality <laughs> was just awful. Oh. And I, I mean, it's back then. Well, if you think about it, it was 12 years ago, which yep. I would rather not think about, I guess. But <laughs> it was just, just god awful quality. It was. It, it felt like. Uh, so I guess this must have been before HD really got like prevalent. Yeah. Because it, it felt it felt like we were watching a telecast from 25 years ago yeah, for sure. It really did. And even even through the the fuzzy telecast, you could see this just ridiculous absurd haircut. Yeah. I mean, Earth Tamikus. <laughs> Get some moose on your hair. I mean, come on, dude. Have a little, have a little style, please. But uh, the uh, the other Henny thing that just drove me crazy is he overthrew Breston on deep passes. Yeah, like three times this game. Very Wilton Spate esque. Oh, <laughs> he did that. Pretty disappointing. And uh, I thought this previously. I think I may have mentioned this in the previous podcast. Uh, how. I was so down on Henny when I was watching him at the time, mm-hmm. and now I look back and I'm like, oh, like I wish, I wish to God we could have a quarterback <laughs> like Henny now. And and I'm going back and like, I, I, he wasn't that good. Uh, not in this game, he, he wasn't. Was not, not a very good quarterback. But uh, yeah, you know what? Could have been an off game. Could have been. It certainly was an off game. But. Yeah. Drive me crazy. Yeah, I don't understand how you overthrow the fastest guy in the field, but yeah. it is what it is. Uh, he definitely targeted his tight end, Tyler Ecker, a bunch today. Uh, Ecker ended up having seven catches for 74 yards. So he was kind of like, they did a bunch of play-action rollout, and Ecker was always open in the flat, stuff yeah, like that. And that was, I think that was what it was. It was uh, the panic. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He was like, oh, God, I've got all this. <laughs> Which, by the way, not to be confused with Tyler Eifert, no. Who? Uh, Notre Dame graduate. Yes, yes he is. Yes he is. In fact, I thought at first I was like Eifert, that Ecker. Who? No, that's not it. No. Uh, and yet Henny. Uh, so Ecker, big tight end. He's like six six. Henny overthrew him too. So, 
continues the trend of smiling Chad continues the trend smiling of uh, just cannonballing it. It did seem to be a theme uh, during the first. I think it was the first quarter, maybe first and into the second. Brady Quinn pretty methodically overthrew Jeff Smarch. Yes. The what six five yes. approaching six six Jeff Smarch. <laughs> I think uh, the elder Greasy, who was the uh, broadcaster, one of the broadcasters of this game, noted it's like his only two incompletions, both to Smarch, and overthrows somehow. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows how that happens? I don't understand. Uh, one one kooky thing that I saw, kind of design wise, in this, um, they had like a diamond formation. In this game, yeah, where it was like almost uh, you you mean uh, offensively? Yes, yep. Almost like a full house. Yeah, where they they were just trying to get Breston like the ball and have a bunch of blockers around him. I mm-hmm. liked it. I was thinking, you know, why don't we do that with like People's Jones now? Kinda. Yeah, it would. Be, I think it would be a good idea. I I think maybe choose choose your personnel carefully. Well, yeah. <laughs> Back there, I would want uh, honestly, I would want Higdon maybe being ahead. The lead blocker, or doing doing most of the blocking anyway, but um, I'm not I'm not sure how comfortable I would be with Evans or, or no. even Isaac back there. Yeah, blocking, you, but yes, you definitely have to uh, to you know game it correct, correctly. But yeah. I don't know. It was just an interesting. I thought it was an interesting wrinkle just to try and get him the ball. It was a good play call, I think. Yeah, especially with his. I mean, I mean, you recognize his talent, and I think as the game went on. Uh, Lloyd Carr kind of recognized that he wasn't, Henny wasn't able to get the ball to him, and if if you if you want to win the game, you really got to get the ball in Preston. I was game. gonna say, get into your playmakers. Yeah. So, well, at any rate, all right. So Michigan ends up scoring only ten points in this game. Uh, that's a Revis field goal and a late garbage time Manningham mm-hmm. reception. So again, so much talent. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> all three of those guys in the league, and you, and you know this. Absurd, absurd. And uh, that was Manningham's only catch. Yeah. Of the day. His <laughs> 25-yard touchdown. <laughs> Drive, yeah, driving me crazy. Okay, we've bashed on Henny enough. Sorry, Henny. Uh, quickly, we'll go over the running for this game. So Mike Hart gets hurt in the first yeah. quarter. Which I think maybe, and especially after we got done watching this, I kind of thought about this, it maybe had a bigger impact than I think we thought yeah. initially. Because, you, I mean, you've got... You've got Kevin Grady in there just fumble risk every time you give him the ball. Yep. Just maybe what what is four four point four yards a carry is actually a lot higher than I thought. It didn't look it didn't feel like it. Yeah. There was a he had a couple chunk chunk runs there right. that he could have broke for more, but in Kevin Grady fashion got just awful m- cuts. Awful, awful cuts. Awful cuts, terrible decisions. Breathed on, fell over. Yeah. Yeah, bad. So, yeah, the the loss of Mike Hart definitely was felt, not only in the running game, but I'd say also in the passing game because Notre Dame was throwing a lot of pressure, and he's a really good pass, pass protector. So. Oh, yeah. Very good pass You know, not to uh, – I don't want to get down on our uh, our hometown here, but uh, – <laughs> No, let it rip, man. You know, that – Go crazy. That Grand Rapids native, you really, really flopped. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, he was, uh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he was the best thing. I've talked to uh, several, I mean, I've had a couple friends from who have grew up in the area. Obviously, yep. we didn't. But uh, as a kid, uh, one of my friends would tell me that he would be in, I don't know, middle school or something, and Kevin Grady would be at, uh, what was East East Grand Rapids? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, he's, he's, the, he's the one. He's the next guy. You know, he's, he's like, the this, one. Is, this is the greatest player we've ever seen and like kids would come from all over Grand Rapids to see sure. East GR games and to see Kevin Grady run the ball. Alas. All for naught. Yeah, all for naught indeed. <laughs> oh well, such is life. Alright, so that's the offense. Any other uh, main points you want to hit on that? Uh, no, honestly I think that's... Yeah, it was pretty, rough. Pretty well covers it. Yeah, when you uh, score 10 points, that's about all you get to say. Uh, well, I guess... We should mention Jason Avant as our our biggest offensive gainer. It was but yeah. Other than that, I mean, he had 90 yards, averaged 18 yards. That's not bad. Reception. That was he bad. had that one big catch that led to the double Henny sneak fumble combination. So you know. <laughs> so great, wonderful. So, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he was happy he set that up. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the defense a little bit. Hey man. 
Gate Sports. I'm in the game and play it tough. Days on, about to take it to the hoop. But first, let me come out my warm-up suit. I play Okay, we're back talking about the defense of this game. So, I mean, first impressions. Frank, what were your first impressions of the defense here? At first, I, I think the very first, well, that very first drive, I just thought, oh, God, we're, yeah. we're getting decimated. They just, they absolutely marched down the field and had little to no problem whatsoever. They, In fact, the, their first drive, I think, uh, what was it, Brady Quinn went five for six mm-hmm. in passes. <laughs> that, his, the Jeff Samarjo overthrow. This <laughs> was to the 6-5 Jeff Samarjo. But, I mean, just very quickly scored a touchdown, and I just thought, oh, my God, what's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the uh, that's the tactical advantage. Charlie Weiss oh, drawing up some good plays right off the bat. <laughs> I can. <laughs> they, you know what? Well, I mean, they spread us out right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny talking a spread where Brady Coon was still under center. <laughs> and three three receivers were it was a spread. That's what, you know, the, yeah. the announcer The most called. spread you can. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny to watch. But, I mean, yeah, they marched right down. And Darius Walker was super efficient. Mm-hmm. Quinn was efficient. And they scored on that very first uh, on that very first drive. I think that was a lot of what it was, too. Was it was just mismatches yeah. all, all the way down the field. I mean, from – I think the only person who had a relative match was Reba McKnight. And he just ended up getting mauled yeah. <laughs> in that game. I think he left the game, didn't he? He ended up, yeah, he, unlike a, a tackle, he hurt his knee or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was gross. Mm-hmm. I, they kept showing the replay. They like, always do that. Quit they, doing they, that. They always show the replay. They're like, oh, you, you're going to want to look away, but we're going to zoom in. So. Yeah, and slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. You can see the exact moment where his knee pops off. Yeah, it, it was gross. But, I mean, so either than that first drive, though, really, Michigan's defense looked stout. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, after that, it was uh, – they, they kind of tightened up. And it was still – obviously, we we still gave up a decent amount of points. But against this offense, I think to hold them to that many yards was – Pretty good. Super impressive. Yeah. So Brady Quinn ends up going 19 of 30 for only 140 yards. It's 4.7 yards in attempt. So yeah. worse than Henny somehow. Worse than Henny. Go figure. Somehow. I'm not entirely sure somehow how that's possible. Henny, but he still looked better doing it. Yep. And then uh, Darius Walker, their main running back, went uh, had 26 carries for 104 yards. So, I mean, that's only four yards in average. But I think the big thing was... You know, Notre Dame was having better field position when they were starting, so they didn't have to go as yeah. far. And yeah. they, they made the most of it on a couple drives, and that was that was kind of the difference there. Right. And I think uh, we, we were discussing this during the game. Darius Walker and Mike Hart, when when he was in, both just absolute studs mm-hmm. on their on their respective teams. Neither neither did a thing in the NFL. I mean, at one point, yeah. both running backs were like legitimate Heisman candidate. Yeah, definitely. And, and neither of them did a single thing in the NFL. I uh, I remember I remember playing NCAA 06 with my buddy Adam and he would constantly play as Notre Dame and just <laughs> maul out 3 to 4 yard runs with Darius Walker every play and just yell about tradition every play. Mm-hmm. Just go, "Oh, we have too much tradition. Can't stop the tradition." It was driving uh, it would just drove me crazy. That would not be tolerated. It was so frustrating. So with that, I think this leads us into our first top five gimmick Excellent of the week. Segue. Yeah, I thought so. Excellent segue. <laughs> Let's top five it up. Yep. Uh, we wanted to talk about top five video game players that you love to play with. They don't have to be the best, but they're they're ones in uh, in a sports game that you just really you really really loved playing with. So Frank, I'll, I'll let you lead off on this one. Let me start off, and uh, I'm I, I actually have told you about this already. So you may know, but um, I – and for those of you that don't know, I am not a basketball fan necessarily. Yep, this I don't, is true. I do not play a lot of basketball <laughs> myself. Accurate. But uh, in NBA 2K12, mm-hmm. I believe it was, we played a lot of that mm-hmm. in uh, Allendale, I think, when we were uh, yep. young undergrads. We <laughs> – for some reason, if, if any of you have played NBA, the, the 2K games, all each player has their, their own shot. Mm-hmm. And like their own specific shot that you can take, Carlos Boozer. <laughs> I just I had his shot down, and for whatever reason, the way that my thumb moved was exactly the way that Carlos Boozer wanted to shoot a basketball, yeah. and he was my boy. 
Yertle the turtle? Number five. Portland Trailblazers. Market eight. Carlos Boozer. Wow. That is uh, that guy. It's a strong number five. That is... Oh, man. Okay. All right. My number five. And, Frank, I feel like you might have been the victim of this a couple of times, was Probably. Jerome Gilna. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, uh, I think... Um, NHL 12 or something like that? Uh, pretty much any, any NHL yeah, that we've true. ever played. This is true. Uh, I think just his big ass. Yes. <laughs> just get in everyone's way. His his wrister was just devastating. And I would just <laughs> sing about again, again, as I would skate around people. and just, At will. Yeah, at will. It wasn't fair. Cheat no. code. He was cheat codes he there was, for a bit. He was cheat code, yeah. Yeah. So that's my number five. All right, number number four for you, Frank. Number four uh, was actually during NCAA 04. Oh, okay. And it was obviously they didn't have the exact name because they didn't. That's they didn't right. Players, but it was Cordell Stewart for Colorado. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had a friend. Uh, one of my good friends uh, was actually born in Colorado. He lived there for a few years. So. He loved the team, like he loved. He was a Rockies fan, he was a Broncos mm-hmm. fan, like all that, all that dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he would always play as Colorado, and Cordell Stewart would just run all over <laughs> anybody and just laser focus <laughs> with passes and with anything. And he was, uh, I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he was a cheat code, but like. Incredibly frustrating and a solid number four. Uh, I feel like back in those games, you could just you could not be facing a receiver and then hit the button and they would just immediately oh, turn yeah. around and rifle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just running like a dead sprint the other way. Yep. And then just hit a button. <laughs> Cordell Stewart. All right. Yeah. All right. My number four, Samuel Eto, off of the FIFA games. Wow. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, you play as Cameroon. Or Inter, watch out. Eto was just like... Good luck catching him. Yeah, he was too fast. He did yeah. nothing else. I mean, all I would do is have him be my one-up. Right. Well, and if, just, he, if you caught him, I mean, just breathe on him and he would... Fall. Yeah, he totally. Would fall and drop the ball. Yeah. But uh, good luck catching him. Yeah, out of control. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I didn't even think of FIFA. That's, well, well, you know. I just... I, I remember distinctly the year he was no longer on the Cameroon national team was a devastating year for me <laughs> it's like oh oh geez who do i play as international now i don't know you know what i'm actually gonna switch mine up again a bit because of this oh please uh so you're number three my number three ibrahimovic Zlatan <laughs> ibrahimovic bull with his bulldog like approach his bulldog like approach and his like roughly six eight frame or something. it was a bunch of it was a bunch of or maybe it was just his nose that was six eight but it was my God, you can't get the ball away. From him. He was really good. It was like, I I don't I don't remember what button it was exactly that was like protect the ball, mm. but I would never press it when I had him. <laughs> and you still can't get the ball away from him. Yes, that guy. Oh <laughs> man, so frustrating. All right, my number three, Charlie Villanueva for when he signed with oh, the Pistons. God. Again, another character that I like to sing their name while yeah. playing. So, Villanueva, Villanueva. It's a very uh, singable name. Oh, man. So, I think it was in NBA Live 2012. There was, like, a baseline glitch where if you just ran along the baseline, you would just warp into a dunk and couldn't be stopped. So, Villanueva was just a, a fiend down there or just dropping threes on people. He was oh, ridiculous. Yes. One of the drastically overrated, I think, Oh, players. Yeah. Like in uh, so I haven't yet played the current Madden mm-hmm. that's come out, but I, I think it was us that we, we were talking about like Eric Ebron's like in '89. Oh, he's way too good in that. in that. Yeah, it's just like what were they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which Eric Ebron you've been looking at, but yeah. <laughs> it's not the it is not the Lions tight end. <laughs> no, they are smoking something over there for yeah. sure. All right, Frank, you're number two. Number two, Devin Hester. Oh, Miami right. Hurricanes. Uh, the NCAA or Madden? NCAA. Okay. Good luck. That's I feel like that, that's the that Eto thing where yeah. into Madden I think because it, now that you say that he had the first 100 overall speed I believe. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. so that's that seems a little unfair. The only reason to ever play is the Bears. Yeah, ain't 
that the truth? <laughs> Unless you're a huge like uh, Cedric Benson fan yeah, back just, in the day oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> All the big Cedric Benson fans out there. <laughs> it's now your time. <laughs> Tell, yeah. <laughs> All right, my number two is uh, Keith Van Horn from NBA Live 04. So uh, if you're not familiar with Keith Van Horn, he's of the Utah fame. Oh. Big white dude. Okay. Uh, could really light it up. And in uh, so this NBA Live, uh, their their um, oh the soundtrack was done by Chingy on it. Awesome. So he took a bunch of his awesome. he took a he took a bunch of his like well known songs and rewrote the lyrics to work with NBA this stuff. Specific game. Yeah. Oh my god. So I highly encourage any of you out there go please listen to the Chingy <laughs> NBA Live. Please, please listen. I'm going yeah. to. It's After phenomenal. After this, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to disturb the peace. Yep. So I'd always play the Knicks, and they had, like, Stefan Marbury and Keith Van Horn, and Keith Van Horn just was... I mean, he was, like, a 60 overall in that game, but he just was dominant. Keith Van Horn. Yep, so that's number two. All right, Frank, okay. you're number one. I like that. Number one overall. Drum roll, please. Mm-hmm. Can you... Can you guess when I say the name what college he played for? Because oh, I'm happy to. Because he was another NCAA guy. I'm happy to. And it was Donnie Avery. Oh, the receiver? Yes. What? Yes. Uh, Tulane? <laughs> nope. You're right. actually pretty close. All though. right, what is it? It is the Houston Cougars. Oh, one of those, like, Bad run and Avery. shoot. Oh, yeah. And he was, I, I don't know what rating he was, but it was faster than any of the cornerbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that. And uh, just four verticals. Yeah. <laughs> Every bomb it to Avery. Throw it down the field. I don't remember who the quarterback was. I think it was a brief NFL quarterback. Nobody that comes to mind particularly. Mm. But, it's before uh, Keenum. It's before yeah. Keenum's time. Yep. God, Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, no, Donnie Avery's the number one. Nice. Uh, my number one, this was also a cheat code, was Mike Vick in Madden 04 yeah. when he's on the cover. See, I was wondering when that was going to come Yeah, up. he was faster than, like, any corner in that game, too, mm-hmm. so that was kind of unfair. And then they Almost t- anybody. In fact, yeah. Devin Hester maybe was the only one. Like, 92, 93 speed, something ludicrous like that. Yeah. And then uh, they, they totally just nerfed him in uh, the 2006 version when the passing cone came out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hated that. Oh, hated what an awful... Cone. What an awful addition. Unless you had, like, Peyton Manning, who had two-thirds of the field. That was rough. <laughs> and then it was just, like, playing normal. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Which, by the way, uh, I'm just going to throw this in there. It was Kevin Cobb. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was on the Eagles. Yeah. And then they traded him to, like, the Rams or someone like that. Yeah, the Rams, yeah. For That's a lot correct. of picks. Yeah. Good old Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb throwing to Danny Avery. Yeah. His name should be Kolb. Yeah, it should. It really it's bothers not, me. But it should. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that was a fun top five. Thank you, Darius Walker, for inspiring that. Uh, let's see. What else was about our defense in that game? So, okay, one thing I noted was our linebackers are so good in this. We have yeah. Woodley, we have David Harris, and we have Prescott Burgess. Like, these are three NFL linebackers. It was awesome watching them just whip around. And uh, uh, Chris Grant. Yeah. Who I, I don't know. What, did he play end or something that game? I don't, I don't remember where exactly he played, but... Uh, I forget. Uh, yeah, I think he was one of the ends floating around there, yeah. too. He had nine tackles that game, so yeah, how about that? He had a good game. No relation to uh, Brandon Graham. No, we looked. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, are they we brothers, perchance? We looked up, and uh, in case anyone's curious, the, the last Chris Graham sighting was with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, shout-out CFL. Yes. Shout Go out get that CFL. great cup. <laughs> He may have gotten a great cup. I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not as up on my CFL facts as I should be. Well, what's, what the hell? <laughs> I know. I know. I really should be. Although, uh, I do have a few uh, quick hits for you. Please. So, I watched a CFL game this weekend. Uh, don't ask me I'm why. sorry. I'm don't sorry. ask me I'm why. Sorry. I just... <laughs> what? what? How? It was, so, uh, it was halftime of the, um, I believe it was... Duke Miami game. Okay. Which in itself sort of begs the question why I was watching. But uh it was halftime of that game, so I just I figured, okay, you know what, I'll switch it over. I'll take it take a look. And it was the Rough Riders versus the Ottawa Red Blacks. Ah, and feels like a kind of a racist thing. Well, <laughs> Tell me it's not. <laughs> I, I hope it's not. I don't. I don't Red black really edition might be a bird. So. It's, well, they're yeah. I would hope. Let's let's say it's a. Bird. Okay, they're birds. Let's, let's cool. Say it's a bird. Yeah, the red blacks. The red blacks. 
quarterbacked by Trevor Lindley. Oh! No! Then the former uh, 4 to 16 backup, Trevor Lindley. Perfect. Yeah, he, uh, he scored a rushing touchdown. And then I quickly turned back to, <laughs> You're like, All right, I'm to good. the Duke-Miami game, which was probably still better. Um, another fun fact. Oh, please. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, another CFL this team. This is another CFL team? Okay. Another CFL team. They currently own the rights to both Colin Kaepernick mm. and Robert Griffin III, should they decide to go to the CFL. I hope both do, and so they're just they're just overwhelmed with quarterback options. <laughs> they just have too many quarterback options. This was after they turned down Johnny Manziel, who tried to come play for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they <laughs> respectfully declined. He showed up with a, a John Cherry... Uh, Bubba Keg. Bubba yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, all right, Manzo. We'll, 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 I call him John Cherry. Don Cherry. Sorry, Don apologies. Cherry. Don Cherry, Bubba Keg, and a bottle of Canadian mist. Yikes. Um, Rough Riders. You think their touchdown celebration is DMX's Rough Riders anthem? I, I mean, if it's not, I don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're missing out. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're missing out. Uh, let's see here. So Notre Dame really... I'm not going to say picked on, but they targeted Grant Mason, the second corner for Michigan, a bunch. He ended up with 16 tackles this game. It's yeah, not good. That, I mean, Not good for a corner. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he shouldn't have to make that many tackles, I think. No. No. It was rough. And obviously they wanted to stay away from Leon Hall, who, you know. Yeah. I love Leon Hall. The ma- that and, guy but, I mean, Grant Mason in his own right was a – Yeah, not bad. Was a, not a bad quarterback. Uh, okay, just a couple other notes. I, I don't know. Just watching this game, I was I was pretty impressed with Brady Quinn. So I mean, he didn't have a, he only had 104 yards. That's not great. But I was impressed with his ability to kind of move around the pocket and extend yeah. plays and stuff like that. So. Yeah, he got away from a lot of tackles that I I thought were coming. And yeah. Personally, if it were Rashawn Gary or Chase Winovich back there, they would have got him. I think. I think so too. <laughs> Michigan had some interesting blitz packages. It was it was kind of weird. Watching a defense that doesn't play like press man every single play, every basically. Single yeah, play, and it was. I mean, it was. Uh, what is it, Herman's defense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's no Don Brown. I'll tell you that. It is um, no Don Brown. It does not adjust on the fly quite like Don Brown. No. God, that no. man is amazing. Not nearly as much. I think it relied a lot more on talent. Def. Oh, definitely. Are you kidding me? All these. They have like yeah. seven pros on this Just team. Pretty, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's entire defense you could name. It's ridiculous. Anywho, all right, any other uh, major points you want to cover on this, Frankie? I don't think so, not on defense. All righty. Up next, we're just going to briefly cover special teams, and then most importantly, after that, we'll cover the broadcast the of broadcast. this. Yeah, this was uh, quite the treat to be able to watch all that, so <laughs> stay tuned. All the good luck when we're all alone. Keep it up, girl. Yeah, you turn me on. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about special teams here really quick, Frank. So not much happened in this game, uh, you know. No, not a lot special teams. Well, a lot of punts. A lot of punts. <laughs> a lot of punts. Combined 17 times. 17 Notre Dame times. You know what, Ross Ryan? He's he's no Zoltan Mesko. No, but he, he is got not. got the job done, I guess. Yep. Uh, Revis was one for one on field goals. Yeah, fat Revis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My boy. Put it on. And then they base uh, Notre Dame essentially neutralized Breston as a punt returner this game. Uh, the only thing I he had one sweet over the head like Willie Mays Hayes catch. Yeah, just like really impressive, especially considering the football helmet. Over yeah, ah, uh, yeah, that's like such a difficult thing. Why yeah. couldn't he do that on offense on right. those deep passes? Or, or just like yeah, in in any situation like that's a perfect almost like put him in the backfield halfback mm-hmm. wheel sort of a <laughs> sort totally. of a run, and you just look straight up. And it's just the reflexes because you know that even if he's looking up, the very closest that he can see it is like a quarter of a second before it hits his right. hands, which right. is just ridiculous reflexes to just reach out and grab it like that. Lord knows Henny could throw a ball that high like a punt. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they should just do. Is just breast and I mean, go go feel the henny throw punk. Throw it up. Yeah. Just play 500. Yeah. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that special team is really not much to talk about in a 17 to 10 game. More importantly, arguably more important. No, decidedly more important. <laughs> There's no argument. The broadcast of this game. Good God. So again, thank you, Steve, uh, for supplying us with the entire broadcast of this game really brought us back what a treat it was <laughs> it really brought us back what is it uh freshman year of high school i think it was for us yeah this oh man fall of our oh, freshman year yeah it'd be 05 yeah oh, wow that is bringing us back so pre-game <laughs> we were watching the pre-game and they and you know what i loved was all the old like mm-hmm. they just had like old songs and stuff right. not like uh like Demi Lovato. Yeah, and just doing random, a tune. and they played a lot more of like the actual marching band. Yeah, I think there was love a lot that. more. And do you remember? This may have even been a longer ago than 05 because I don't I don't remember this much during the halftime. But they would during the halftime shows, at least in I rem- like the late 90s, early 2000s, they would show the marching mm-hmm. bands on the field. They would show and like you could hear the marching bands during halftime and that was the coolest thing yep they don't do that anymore it's all like uh let's go back to the studio and check on Mm -hmm. Rutgers or something like that like i don't care so you're a bunch of washed up players talk about what they would have done yeah exactly (laughs) like i have an app that i can just look up scores if i so choose i can look up the box score let me hear the marching band yeah no kidding um so before the game uh, one quick note i wrote down was uh aaron taylor aaron taylor was an in-studio guy and i'm like who the hell is this Apparently he's an old Notre Dame player, and he had on what I can only describe as a Big Bird suit. Yeah, it, it was close. And well, and I think I want I really wondered what part of this was his suit, and what part of it was the uh, like the, yellow tint. The yellow of, tint of, of an old broadcast. Super standard <laughs> definition. 05 era. You know what? Fair point. Broadcast. I don't know. Maybe he was wearing like a tan suit, and I just didn't. Could have been. Yeah. Well, and I think you made an ex- an excellent point during the game, which was maybe he's going for the Notre Dame gold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's like spray painted gold yeah. before him. It was either way, very obnoxious. It, it was definitely very incredibly obnoxious. obnoxious. Very distracting. Yep. Uh, I would say the overall announcing of the game not bad. It had Greasy, Elder Greasy, on there. Like that's which, a good. Greasy, much like uh, much like his son in the quarterback position, nothing special, no. but consistent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I I had no qualms about it, especially with a frustrating game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if if the announcers aren't like getting in the way or right. anything, he's just kind of saying what's happening, and we can choose our frustrations as we may. Yes. Speaking of frustrations. Yeah, great segue. Speaking of frustrations. I was gonna say, do we dare bring up Lynn Swan now? Lynn fucking Swan. Ugh. That's our header in the notes. Lynn fucking Swan. That might as well just be his birth birth name oh at this God. point. What what a terrible choice for a sideline report. Just absolutely awful. I mean, I <laughs> there was no I I got absolutely nothing of any substance whatsoever from Lynn Swan, and I I would say he probably talked for combined 15 to 20 minutes. Yes, yes, it's like <laughs> eating those veggie straws. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you you can eat a thousand and you're just like, I'm still hungry. Yes, <laughs> no substance the, whatsoever. Lynn Swan is the human veggie straw. Oh my god. <laughs> it's that's his uh, nickname at USC now. <laughs> Human veggie straw. Human veggie straw. He's just like he's all over the place in his sideline. I remember one, you know, one of the players gets injured. He's like, "Well, notoriously," and this is how he sounds. <laughs> "Well, notoriously, these teams are pretty tight-lipped about injuries, so we're just gonna speculate down here." Like, dude, what are you talking about? You're just gonna make up what you're. You're basically telling us you're just, just making make up, shit. up some shit. Why not? Whatever. Uh, I'm Lynn Swan. What are you gonna do? And 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 Greasy and the other guy in the booth would just be like, they would always call down to him, Swanee, what you feeling down there? And he's like, well, let me tell you. What do you think there, Swanee? Uh, <laughs> worst. Good God. Which uh, I see you have here too. This is the perfect time to bring up. <laughs> Tony Siragusa, mm. who, if uh, uh, some of you might not know, is quite possibly the bane of Eric's existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Lin Swan might be pushing it. He might be might be pretty close to the goose there. What do you think? Well, the good thing is I don't have to hear Lin Swan anymore. Yeah, that's uh, true. Tony Siragusa, that guy. He's everywhere. That guy fucking sucks. He's everywhere, <laughs> man. He's... I really I cannot stand that just... Oh. <laughs> 
every time they go down. And what are you doing down there, Goose? Let me just get this hot dog out of my face and talk for a second. Sweating profusely. No, I time. hate Tony Saragusa. <laughs> my goodness. Few things really rile me up like Tony Saragusa. <laughs> Uh, and then another Lynn Swan unintentional funny moment here. He's interviewing Darius Walker's parents, uh, oh. and, uh, and Darius Walker goes down with an injury mid-interview. Well, it happens, yeah. Yeah, and they like cut cut back to Lynn Swan, and he's still just interviewing away. Yeah, he's just acting like nothing's happening. And there were like a couple big plays before the injury too. Mm-hmm. So there was like this one big play. I'm like, okay, he's not gonna say anything about this. This other big play. All right, I guess he's not gonna say anything. These parents' kid gets injured. Right. He continues to just plow through this interview. Robo, Robo Swan is. Well, tell me another anecdote. And they're like, uh, they are clearly yeah, like disinterested. Distraught. Yeah. Like, yeah. They are not interested in giving this interview anymore. It's the Here's worst. It's so awkward to watch. Oh. So what's it like being the parent of a NCAA? <laughs> they're like, uh, excuse me, my kid might have just broke his ankle or something. Can you? Can you get the hell out of the way, Lynn Swan? Jeez. <laughs> AD at USC. How about that? Apparently he's you going. know what? I'm I'm happy for him. Good, good for good him. for you, Lynn Swan. Yeah. That's and uh, so I actually have a fact about him. I would and love this to was, hear it. Uh, this was before he became a broadcaster. Okay. He was. Is from, he a governor or something? So from 2002 to 2005, he was George W. Bush's chairperson of the president's council on fitness sports and nutrition (laughs) sweet (laughs) good work what does that mean i i have no idea okay (laughs) i was about to ask what does that mean but he does currently have a wikipedia a section of his wikipedia page entitled political career oh and you're absolutely correct he ran for governor of uh pennsylvania pennsylvania yeah it's steelers man did he win correct no, he didn't. Okay. No, he did not. <laughs> Probably because they, they looked up some sideline reporting just, of his, and they're like, Jesus, we can't get this guy, guy in office. Who is this? He's just going to... Who gonna... is this? Although, he would have been the first African-American governor of Pennsylvania. Oh, well, get on that, Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, I think they've got to have one by now. Well, you think? I don't know. Maybe not. Ooh. Pennsylvania. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't go there. All right. So I was thinking for this next little bit. So that was kind of the broadcast of the game. But we were also treated to a bunch of the commercials and other things that were happening throughout the broadcast. Delightful. So I was just going to have a couple quick hits here. I'm just going to read off uh, some, some, some like, couple names and stuff like that, and I just want your reactions, okay? I'd love it. So we got a lot of Marcus Vick, Virginia Tech highlights. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I, I I wish I knew. You don't happen to know this, this woman's name, do you? Oh, who the in-studio person was? I yes. do not. I'd probably just just probably a very respectable woman who is who is good at her job the entire game this may be irrational on my part I don't know the entire game she would we would segue over to this Virginia Tech Duke mm. UNC yeah one of those one of the something one of one of those Carolina teams that are bad and not ranked uh but it was just, I mean, basically they would just segue to Marcus Vick shitting all over this Carolina team. Yep. And she would not call them Virginia Tech. Yep. She would not say the word Virginia the entire time. And the first half, it was, we're going to go over to this Va Tech game. <laughs> and it's Marcus Vick with a 60-yard pass for the end zone. That's 14 to nothing, Va Tech. Yeah, we were watching this, and you were getting pissed. You're like, just save Virginia Tech. (laughs) Save Virginia Tech. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I I honestly didn't believe that this woman knew what Virginia Tech was. Which, you know what, at this point? Maybe a little bit of sexism on my part. Yeah, perhaps a little, Frank. Why don't we check that? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll we'll check my privilege. To be fair, in the second half, she did only call them the Hokies. Yeah, and she only (laughs) called them the Hokies, so maybe she still doesn't know. Yep. But had it been a male, would I have... Would I have thought the same thing? I don't know. It depends yes. on how. Yeah, okay. Yes. As a matter of fact, that would have annoyed me perhaps even more. Okay. I, yeah. uh, it was Duke, by the way. Was it Duke? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Next one. Quick hits. Michael Vick versus Donovan McNabb. Monday Night Football highlight. Mm. They, they were advertising that coming yes, up. Yes, they were. 
That's a good game. That probably was yeah, a good game. That probably was a really good game, and I bet I watched it. Yeah. That was... Uh, who was their Who was their running back for the Eagles? Was it Westbrook? Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Westbrook and Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Uh, just getting back on the same page with Donovan McNabb. Yeah. They, uh, they mentioned that briefly. Oh yeah, they're like, I guess they kiss and made up. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> and then uh, oh, I think yeah. the Falcons had like Algie Crumpler and like Peerless Price Crumpler, or something. Yeah. 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 TJ, I, mean, I don't know if they had TJ Duckett yet, but work done, someone like that. Oh, work done, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure if he was over from Tampa yet or not, but okay. Um, <laughs> Allstate commercials, same dudes talking same for him. Dude. Yeah. President Palmer, did you ever watch 24? No. Okay, well he's he was the president in that first black president. Oh, good. Shout for out. Good for him. <laughs> Shout out to President Palmer. He got killed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Too well. bad. Uh, so Allstate. Continuing their brand, I'll Continuing tell you what. Continuing the good hands. I so I didn't notice. Um, was were did the Nets have the Allstate good hands? Oh, I don't think so. I think it was a Pontiac thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think a Pontiac was all over this. Like yeah. the Pontiac scholarship will give oh, your school thousand yeah. dollars, even though they make like two hundred million dollars a year. Doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's cool. Fine. Uh, well, was, so I I, I just want to. Oh please! I, so this is this is the podcast. We that, the we podcast we, we go the, uh, off the rails often, so please. Just as a um, a, a a dalliance in uh, in advertising that yes. I had in my undergrad. Uh, what a great idea! Just Allstate having having their good hands in in the net behind. That is clever. The field goal you post. see it a lot. You see it a lot. You see it everywhere. You still see it everywhere. And it's been, I don't know how many years, and it's still just, it's a, you see it every time. The football goes straight in the hands. Yep. And you think Allstate. Yeah. I wonder, uh, kudos to whoever thought that up. Mm-hmm. You know what they should do? You know those uh, hand warmer, like, pouches that quarterbacks have when it's cold? <laughs> they should sponsor those, too. <laughs> Yeah. Allstate. They really should. Pay us. Good Potential hands. sponsor Allstate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Let us know. What'd you think? All right. Let's see. What else was on here? Uh, we saw a commercial for Applebee's Riblets. Oh, God. Yeah, you can pay me enough money to eat fucking Applebee's so. Riblets. I don't I don't think, think if even if you made them half-off apps, which they didn't have right. at the time, I still wouldn't eat it. Yeah. No, th- no thank you. Uh, <laughs> another one I found interesting, Polaroid. Was adver- advertising a television? Yeah. Didn't know they made TVs. Well, I think, I, I, what I think, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Okay. But uh, maybe this was them realizing that they are swiftly going to be swept out of yes. business by anyone that has a cell phone ever, and <laughs> like, hey, maybe we should branch out into something other than a technology that can f- be fit into everyone's cell phone. Yeah, they're they're like, oh, we're good at capturing images. Well, right. captures a lot of images, television. Yeah, something. we'll go, and that's that's not bad. That's I mean, a, I would go to like somebody. Okay, this is a television made by a camera company. Yeah, like, I'd be like, they're probably right. good with images. Yeah, like, they're gonna, I you get know, it. When we're watching this 2005, just absolute shit show. Like <laughs> watching this game on an etch a sketch, uh, and it's it was, just. It was rough. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at Polaroid, and you're like, this doesn't sound that bad. Mm, uh, another one. Dr. Pepper. Still a sponsor. They were yeah. one back then. They still are now. Still are now. Uh, Dr. Pepper going strong. Larry Culpepper. I got to say, that guy <laughs> really rubs me the wrong way. God, Larry Culpepper. Yeah. He's, uh, they were much better back then. They were I much better there back was then. The, uh, I don't remember what song it was, but it was the uh, it was like a bunch of dudes riding around in a car, mm. and like everyone was staring at mm-hmm. them, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we got all these. Yeah, it was one of many commercials that had like sexual innuendo in them. Yeah, a lot of sexual innuendo. Go 2000s. Mm-hmm. Larry Culpepper, brother of Dante Culpepper, for her chance? Probably. Okay. Most definitely. Good Halloween costume idea. I'm just throwing it out there. I think that would be pretty easy. You get, like, the knee brace and, like, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, obviously the visor. Yeah, definitely. A uh, couple other big hitters. Uh, they advertise According to Jim okay. on ABC. According to Jim, the, uh, the long-running According uh, to Jim. Ah, yeah. What a show. I actually found that to be, I think he's pretty funny. So I never saw the show. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Never saw it. Uh, the only other notable one I could think of was they had a bunch of Under Armour. We must protect this house. Yes, yes the protect this house. Mm-hmm. They were always so intense. And then I think because of those commercials, 
Under Armour was like the company mm-hmm. for so long. And I don't remember what year span it was, but they were so much bigger than Nike for a while. For a good like three, four years. At I least think. definitely like in the apparel. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, at the very least in the apparel department. I mean, I still wouldn't, I don't think anyone would really buy like Under Armour shoes or like an Under All right, Armour. Steph like, Curry. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going that direction, but, and I think quickly like Under Armour has fallen off. Like it's kind of become synonymous with. Everyone kind of does that dry fit. Yeah. Wicking. Everyone's yeah. got it now. And it's, if you're going to be like, if you're wearing Under Armour around now, it's like, okay, my. My parents have a lot of money, and I'm not very good at sports. Right, that's, right, right. That's what Under Armour does now. <laughs> I do remember in uh, high school football wearing two things of Under Armour and getting two different sleeve colors going. Oh, yeah. So you'd have, like, one yep. black, one white and stuff. Yep. Yeah, that cold fit. That I, had, uh, I had Under Armour cleats oh. in baseball, and they were... So I'm almost 100% in terms of any shoe whatsoever, Nike. Like sure. Any shoe that I had ever worn, whether it be football baseball like i had uh for a year i actually even had the nike uh skates okay in hockey but uh just because they fit but those under armor cleats not bad great oh okay they, they were great i think i think i had my best season in them which not saying a lot but you know i, I felt good <laughs> and you looked good too yes like my uh <laughs> like our american legion coach said shout out to uh tom omen Said you play as good as you look. Ain't that the truth? Well, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the broadcast. Well, uh, you know I've, you know. Oh please! I, I don't want you, oh no, please! I don't want to cut you off. Let's here. go off the rails. We had uh, we had a Gatorade commercial. Yes, we did. Maybe we uh, we overlooked at least. Well, I didn't overlook because this was my. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass myself purely for the entertainment of this podcast. MySpace. <laughs> I don't know if oh. anyone remembers MySpace, but uh, there was this long, long, and I think it was like a 60-second Gatorade commercial. It's, it's like they had, Yeah, it was a very, very long Gatorade commercial. It's gratuitous. And uh, it was. It was an extremely gratuitous Gatorade commercial. And on MySpace, you didn't really have statuses so much as like under your picture and your like profile and everything, you had like a quote. Sure. And it was just always there. It was like sort of a permanent thing. It was almost like on Twitter where you have your pin. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Or whatever. Uh, So mine was from that Gatorade commercial, and it was because it's 90 feet to first, no matter where home is. (laughs) (laughs) And that was for so long. My quote, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. (sighs) Mind you, this is a commercial where people just sweat Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that. They don't have that anymore. They don't have yeah, those. It's like they have anymore. the lime green sweat going and yeah. stuff like that. You're like, all right, yeah. all right, Mia Ham. Yeah, cool. Like, it. I get it. Okay, the Mia Ham and Nomar Garcia Para tag team yeah. commercials. Quit sweating so much. Quit Jeez. sweating so much. All right. Okay. Well, that's the broadcast. Now, <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk a little bit uh, about next week's uh, Michigan game and the kind of the look ahead of the NCAA landscape. Ow. Okay, the week ahead, Michigan hosts Eastern Michigan next week. Spoiler, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not. Well, I mean, it is pretty after that loss, I think. That's true. Uh, and without giving too much away, I think Michigan certainly had some aggression. Yes, that they, definitely. They had to get out. Eastern wasn't walking Charlie Batch out there, let me say that. No, no they weren't. No, they were not. Other notable matchups for the next week. Number 13, Miami versus number 20, Clemson. Yeah. Number 8, Florida State versus number 17, Boston College. So that is – that's curious to me. I wonder who was – who did Boston College? It's a Matt Ryan year. It's a Matt, it's a Matt Ryan, Ryan year, baby. That I mean, that makes sense because that was one of the last years they were even ranked, I think. Yes, definitely. Because they – well, they, they're not Ivy, are they? 
No, they were so they, the Big East or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, ACC, yeah. one of the two. Nah, they might have been ACC, I think. Yeah, so they, they give out athletic scholarships. <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, you might not notice it by their teams, by their but yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, they do. All right. And then finally, number six, Florida versus number five, Tennessee. Yeah. So that will be a lot of fun to kind of go over. Very, I think, and without knowing too much, I think going to be a very defensive matchup. Ooh. Florida, Tennessee. Yes. And uh, if not defensive, just incredibly poorly coached <laughs> matchup. So, you, so that I mean, yeah, I would feel like this year with McIlwain and Butch, Butch Jones. Yeah, it's no, you know, it's no McIlwain. In fact, uh, if if we can shout out a uh, MGO blog again, as as we always as do, as we regularly do, yeah. the Florida Tennessee game this. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago mm-hmm. now, was described as a blindfolded rock fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. One of the dumbest games you'll ever watch. <laughs> it was it was quite frustrating to, to go through. But anyways, that's the uh, week ahead. Alrighty. Thank you, everybody. Come back next time. <laughs>